Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Flames Nation Radio. Flames Nation Managing Editor Ryan Pike here with Flames Nation Staff Writer Shane Stevenson. Hi, Shane. How's it going? And uh, for those of you joining us on video, Shane looks ridiculous in the best possible way he's uh shane why don't you before before we get into the 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 meat of this uh of this meal let's get into into what the hell you're doing i uh i figured i was gonna do a movember campaign this year raise awareness for men's cancer and men's mental health it's both things so i figured i'd make myself look like a complete dummy for uh a few months i it, it turned it looks really like uh 70s porn star like so I'm, I'm okay with that um, but I'm going to do a Movember campaign, try to raise money. Um, the punishment, punishment for myself, if I raise enough is I have to keep this look till Valentine's day. Should I raise $20,000? So I'm going to hit the ground running November 1st. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys, I mean, if I have to stay like this till February, it's because I, it's for a good cause. So it, uh, but yeah, it, much to the chagrin of, uh, my better half. So <laughs> I, I was, I was going to ask and now I don't have to. So if you want to make Shane's life problematic, let's say, but also do a lot to, to raise money and awareness for men's health causes, uh, he will be posting uh, basically as soon as the clock ticks over to November, he'll, uh, he'll be posting that on his social uh, flash underscore 33 on Twitter. So if you want to subject Shane to, more uh, public ridicule and also raise money for a good cause we thought we'd lead up with that uh as usual ding dong we're delivered to you by doordash here at flames nation radio and we're also presented by the the wonderful people at uh eau claire distillery who make rupert's whiskey the official whiskey of the calgary flames and uh uh being entirely self-serving here we get the at the at the site had uh something to toast this week with uh a nice, uh, a nice tumbler yeah. of Rupert's whiskey. Uh, for the first time ever in the site's history, we hit one million page views for a month. Uh, we've gotten close before, not this close. As in, I think in in July when literally everything happened in the Flames world, we got close to a million, but not quite there. And uh, we're well over a million now. So uh, before we get into the the fun parts of this, we just want to say a, a hearty thank you to everyone who supports the site, who consumes any of the many things that we do uh, visually, textually, or audio-wise, uh, we all are very appreciative of uh, the fact that you guys let us be a part of uh, both your lives and how you, uh, how you enjoy the hockey. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's meant to be fun, and we, we hope we help you have more fun. Uh, speaking of fun, Shane, 
it's been an interesting week. So uh, the Flames, the Flames played three games uh, over the past seven days, and of the three games, one of them, two, let's say two of them, they had slightly more fun in uh, yeah. on t- on Tuesday. I they might have only had fun in one, to be honest. But <laughs> I think you learned something uh, on Thursday. They played and lost to the Buffalo Sabers. It was the Flames' first loss of the season, their first regulation loss of the season, and you could make an argument the first game of the season what they were. I want to say thoroughly outplayed, but they were, if, if we're, if, if we're doing full disclosure, uh, they were missing Noah Hannafin. There has been no uh, official word what he was out with. The suspicion is probably some kind of illness. He'd been in and out of practice for the, the course of the week. And then he was back the day after and he, and then he played on, on both Saturdays and, uh, and Tuesday's games. So the suspicion is whatever it was, extremely minor, probably an illness. Maybe he was banged up. Who the hell knows? They're not saying, and if we ask Daryl Sutter, he's not going to tell us. Sure, uh, sure so messed their defense up, I'll tell you that much. Whew. That's the thing. So uh, the, the Flames, uh, and Daryl Sutter uh, pointed out on, on uh, Thursday night after postgame, he just mentioned, like, there was only two guys on their entire blue line who had played in games four or five against Edmonton. Um, they were they had Chris Tanev, they had Nikita Zadorov, and then everyone else is sort of just all over the place. Uh, you know, they, they actually there might be three guys he might be mis, misremembering. Did Tana play? Did Tana play game five? Tana played game five, didn't play game four, but Anderson played both games. Yeah, and Zadorov played both games. And Zadorov played both games. So there's three so, of them. Plus, but yeah, without Hannafin, I think he, Stone, he might, Stone played too, though. Anyway, oh, yeah, we're, we're, whatever. but I see, you know, uh, there, and that's there, there weren't a lot of guys who played together, uh. Tanev and Uyghur were the the pairing kept together and they were playing their third game fourth fourth game together and yeah. you know, ever and then you know you put Nikita Zadorov with Anderson instead of Stone and then you need to help give them some zone start help to figure things out uh Connor Mackey comes in playing his first game of the season uh he ended up being benched for basically the entire third period he played 28 seconds I didn't think he was bad in the sense that he didn't stand out on a defensive group that generally seemed discombobulated by the lack of Noah wow. Hannafin. He did not look especially bad, but I do kind of, I, I asked Daryl Sutter about it uh, and Daryl Sutter sort of decapped him a bit, unfortunately, but he, you know, Daryl, Daryl's an honest guy. I asked how he yeah. thought Hannafin did. And he just mused that, you know, or not Hannafin, how Mackie did. Mackie, he, yeah. he mused that, you know, he, if you get an opportunity, you need to take advantage of it. And it was an opportunity for Mackey to play, and he didn't look great, but nobody on the Flames' blue line that night looked great. Uh, the goaltending was eh, the forwards, eh, the defense was eh. Hannafin is a, you know, Hannafin very, I would argue Hannafin is both underrated and overrated. Now, let's say that in this respect. Sometimes people look at Hannafin and go, hot damn, he could be a top pairing defenseman. And he's 25 and he's still very good. And he's, I still still think he's got growth left in him. Mark Giordano, granted an outlier, but Mark mm-hmm. Giordano did not become Norris caliber Mark Giordano until he's 30. So yeah, he learned he, he even, steadily, he steadily grew though. If, like, as if well, you, if you accept, game. yeah. And if you accept the premise that, you know, defensemen, you know, especially smart ones that learn from, from good teammates get better and better to like, say, let's say 28. That means you still got three years to you. 27, 28, you still got two or three years until you hit peak Noah Hannafin. So I still think he could, he has the potential to be a tippity top, you know, to, to, you know, bonafide first pairing guy. 
he's not there yet, but he could, he's gonna, he can get there. So that's when I say, I think people might overrate him a bit. He's not a top guy yet, but he has the potential to become a top guy. And he has those games where he shows that potential. He's yeah, underrated he's, in the sense that you take him out of the flames lineup and look at how the blue line looked. It, it looked not look good. It was bad. It was bad. They got hemmed in their own zone. The Sabres are a young team. And I thought a veteran flames team would be able to take advantage of that. But instead the young Sabres came to play and were oh. skating and it was, it got bad early. Like it got, it got out of hand a little early and then they couldn't play catch up and yeah. a couple. Of and, goals. and I think the Sabres, the Sabres, the best part, like we, we talk about teams playing fast and loose and young. I'd say Vancouver has a lot of young guys and they should be better than they are. But I think maybe the pressure of the situation, the expectations of you should be better, you should be better, you should be better, gets to you. It happened in Calgary in 15-16, mm-hmm. where after the 14-15 season, they everyone expected the Flames to be a constant rocket shit up to the sky. And it turns out they weren't because that's not how progress works. And, and the way they played in 14-15 coming back from all those games was not a sustainable yeah, hockey. Yeah, yeah. And right? and 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 pressure can mess with you. Expectations yep. can mess with you. And I'll say this about Buffalo. They're such a fun team to watch. They were playing loose. They were having fun. Guys were making plays. They're super fast. They got dangerous um, defense. They have, like, do I love their goaltending? No, I don't think you're going with Eric Comrie. Are they going to win with Eric Comrie? No, I don't think he'll be the goaltender they, they lean on when the team gets really good. The, pro- the thing is, Eric Comrie is good enough. He's been very good for them lately. He, uh, the, I think the night before, the couple days before, uh, he played big play Calgary. He had 46 saves against Edmonton. Like he was yeah, excellent he was, on that road. He's he kind of hot coming in. Like he was riding that one of the best games yeah. he's ever played in that pros in his life and coming to Calgary. And then, yeah, it was just, it was, it just wasn't a well executed game, which is good because they kind of woke up the rest of the team and everyone was like, all right, okay, that's, that's the bad game this week. Let's pick up our socks. Yeah. And we but might, he, as, we might as well transition to, uh, Carolina. to the game on Saturday because yeah. so the flames went, you know, if you look at the, the overall flames schedule, the first six games, you go Colorado defending Stanley cup champions, Edmonton, the team that lost in four games to the Stanley cup champions, but still a very good team. The team that eliminated Calgary at the playoffs, yep. then Vegas, a team that's full of piss and vinegar and wants to, you know, looks like they could be a good, you know, playoff team or very much in the contention for a playoff spot. Then you have Buffalo young, no expectations, playing loose, playing fast, if you were going to say which one of those is the trip up game for the flames. Yeah. It'd probably be Buffalo. Then they call it a trap game. as people sometimes call it, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the team that it's the team that, you know, if you're, if you're in that locker room, you're going, yeah, Edmonton. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Vegas. Uh, Buffalo, you know, it's hard. It's it's less emotionally engaging, you know, even, you know, for media, for fans, for players, like I, I, you can no you can former say. players on the roster. There's no former teammates you're really playing against. There's no real storylines to get up and motivated for. It's Buffalo. I mean, yeah, they're, they're bad Buffalo. for so long. It's really hard to like look at them as anything other than, oh, they should beat them. And I'll then say this though. Them, oh. I'll say this though. The rematch they have later in the year in Buffalo. I bet you they're ready for fun. that one. I they bet better you be. they're ready for that one. They're not going to try. They better be. Too. But so they they, re, they rebounded on Saturday. Uh, really good game. The goaltending was eh, early. Flames got down two nothing. Then clawed their way back in. Won in overtime. It was a game where the Flames were 
the second best team early. And then they said, what the hell are we doing? Let's start winning on them now. And then they just turned, they, they, I'll say this about the Flames when they make in-game adjustments. The Flames are very rarely bad. A bad Flames game is everyone's in the right spots, but they're losing battles and not executing as well as they could. And when the Flames flip a switch from bad to good, it's adjustments with puck possession usually, adjustments with with uh, puck management. So I asked uh, Rasmus Anderson, like Daryl Sutter on uh, after the Saturday game mentioned, they made an adjustment after the first period. And after we were leaving the media room going to the Flames locker room, I go, ah, shit, I should probably ask someone what the hell the adjustment was. And coaches sometimes are good explaining adjustments, sometimes they're bad. Uh, Daryl can be really good. Sometimes he's not really good. Rasmus Anderson's always really good at explaining systemic adjustments. So I asked him, you know, what, what, what did you change after the first period? He just said, you know, we, we started hucking the puck deep and going, making their defense turn around and chase it down because that was kind of what, that was kind of what Carolina was doing to them. And they're like, this is no fun. And so they decide to give them a taste of their own mess and rather than try to play a carry game, and it worked. They got behind the D. They threw hits. They caused a lot of chaos. It reminded me of the adjustments they made against Vegas the week before in that it was a similar style of game where the Flames were, eh, they were okay in the first period. And then they made adjustments in the second period and started playing a bit more duff and chase and playing a bit more physical. And again, it wore Carolina down. And then they were able to, you know, Rasmus Anderson made a really nice play in overtime to set up uh, Tyler DeFoley for the overtime winner. It was a it was a good game, and it was the Flames at home against a good team coming out of the first period down two nothing and making adjustments or two one. They were two one because they got the power play. They got the late goal, yeah. And then and then Brett Ritchie's goal should never go in. Like that shouldn't be an NHL goal. He's I feel bad. I feel bad for Anti Ranta, but that's just like okay, like yeah, like that's I I don't guy. I know they made adjustments, but the third period was still dominated by the Canes. I honestly feel like Flames should they should feel lucky they got those two goals. I the Canes really they didn't let them shoot. They got because they're goalie. They 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 were. I'll say this: they were down two nothing in part because of their goalie, and then they stayed two two also because of the goalie. Goalie goalie giveth, goalie taketh. Uh, The Flames didn't defend well. They didn't get. Good chances. Well, Carolina is a very, very good team. There are a lot of people's picks to be the Stanley Cup winner. Out of the there East was I've, I've and definitely I've, I've seen I've seen a, uh, more than a handful of predictions, including uh, from our our roundtable being in the season on the site that Robert put together of right. a Carolina Calgary Conference or Stanley Cup final. And based on that game, okay, I'll watch I that. Them, I picked them in the bracket challenge two years ago and they failed me uh, one step short. So I, I, I haven't picked them since because I'm still scorned by them, but no, they're, they're fantastic. They're well-built. They've got high-end draft picks with super skilled talent. They've got mid-range picks that turn out pretty damn well, like Sebastian Ajo and they're just speed and skill and power all built into one combined with a defense that and they, they understand the defense. I'll say, I'll say Jacob Slavin is, fantastic and should probably get more Norris consideration Consid- I'm surprised when he went to the penalty box I was more shocked about that than anything that happened in the game like yeah. Slavin took a penalty he doesn't do that he but, he's, he's hurting he's hurting his lady Bing uh yeah, modifieds yeah. now but yeah, it was uh, the, the, I, the flames. I, they got they survived and they got the points they got the dub and you, you know you're not gonna 
you're not going to win every game you dominate and you're not going to lose every game. The other team's better. It's hockey. There's a randomization to it. So take your, and I think, I think Carolina, I think it's Carolina, like scoring chances were according to natural stat trick.com 30 to seven high danger chances are 12 to one. And the flames won. Yeah. And none of, none of the flames goals. (laughs) I think even the, even the power play goal was from, no, it was right in close. It, that was yeah. the Cogri whack in. But yeah, the only other goal to beat him was Brett Ritchie's five on five. And that, like I said, that shouldn't be in. So the one five I, on I'm five goal a, was was with his ass facing the, the corner boards. I'm okay. Like if 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 that happens against Carolina, cool. Right? If that happens against the Canucks, all right, we're gonna have to have a conversation here because yeah. the Canucks, the NHL or someone was talking to patty on on flamestock today and they just roasted him they're like yeah our season's done already <laughs> so but uh it, calgary's not there Calgary's this is the best start they've ever had in franchise history at five and one um, for results and, yes and they and they really showed it early in the game against the penguins like they they came out punching they uh, and, and let's let's be honest it was very similar the tuesday game to their season opener against colorado colorado had played the day before at home against Chicago, then flew to Calgary. Uh, the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins played the night before in Edmonton and seven came down. Five, seven neither, neither situation involved a lot of travel, but you're still playing the night before against a, a hockey club that's trying to beat you, and then you're flying, and then you're getting in late, and then you don't have a morning skate usually, and then you got to get going. And the first period in those games can be challenging if the opposition makes it challenging. And against Colorado, the Flames came out, you know, firing away in the first period that of the season. And they did the same thing against Pittsburgh. And in this game, they got two goals in the first, two goals in the second. Then they didn't really have to do much of anything in the third outside of defend the second period. As Daryl Sutter said, not good. Uh, it was a it was a Jacob Markstrom special where he made uh, 20 saves on 21 shots in the second period alone. And he was very, I'd say this, the, the second, the, the game story of, uh, of the Pittsburgh game was obviously the Nazem Kadri show. He had two goals and an assist. He was excellent. Also excellent. And uh, Pat uh, told me on flames talk on Wednesday uh, in hour two, when we, we co-hosted, he mentioned he, he gets the, the opportunity to pick three stars, uh, for the home games. And he's like, if not for Nassim Kadri, he easily would have taken Jacob Markstrom as, as first star, first star yeah. for the Tuesday game, because he was part. fantastic. He was, he looked like he, he gave up zero, even strength goals. He mm. gave up zero bad goals. The goal he gave up was on a weird odd man break after and a shorthanded breakaway, break the other way. Aggressive rebound too. Like Mal, like the fact that Malkin was able to corral, like that was a heavy rebound off the pad. Oh. If it I was a heavy, it was a heavy rebound. That, but immediately recoil up back into the Jeff, net. Jeff screams. Carter leaned into that one. You had uh, yeah. Markstrom out to, to cut off the angle, aggressively booting it out. And yeah, it was it was a high skill play by the goalie to make that stop, and a high skill play by Evgeny freaking Malkin to corral it and redirect it. So I mean, that's one of the ones where if you're the goalie and you look back up at the the replay and go, "What the hell happened there?" You probably go. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, they had me. Now the hot start had me bring up something because I mentioned it on Twitter the night of the game, but you know, I wasn't alive for the eighties. So that, that was when the flames and Oilers were as absolutely dominant, right? They're well, absolutely dominant. 
and they I, had friggin' track meets. And and what was the if 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 you recall, what was the name people gave Alberta when they had to come here? Death Valley. And I think Death Valley is back because and, you have and two choices in Alberta. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. I'll say this. In the eighties, pity the fool that has to come to the Smythe Division. The Canucks were the Canucks got better. The Canucks' best years were in peak Good. beret years in like the mid to late nineties. The Flames and the Oilers and the Jets all had their peak years in like that 85 to 90 period yeah, where if you if you were on a long road trip you started it off or ended it with getting your head kicked in by the jets before solani and then you either go or come from two games against calgary and edmonton where the two teams are basically trying to just to stay up to date with each other in the standings i think we're back man I think we're back because there's two things that happen. You either come to Calgary first and Calgary doesn't give you a second. They give you maybe one second to think with the puck and then they hit you and then they hit you and then they hit you. And if you're good at possession, they're going to dump the puck. They're going to go in and they're going to forecheck and you're going to get beat the crap out of. If you go to Edmonton first, well, guess what? You're in a track meet because you have to compete with Connor McDavid and all the high speed skilled players up there. And it doesn't matter what the score is. You're going to have to skate. So what do you want first? Do you want to get the crap beat out of you or do you want to be bag skating? Because that's what's happening when you come to Alberta, come through Alberta. And so it's very mutually beneficial to each other. So when, if, if a team plays Calgary and then has to go to Edmonton, well, Edmonton's going to love that. If a team plays in Edmonton and then comes to Calgary, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, Calgary did the right thing against Pittsburgh and just pounced on them. And they weren't ready. They didn't have the energy. That's probably that plus Markstrom. (laughs) The number the, and Caudry, those are the three reasons they won easily. But if, if the Penguins weren't that tired, Flames don't get off to that kind of hot start. And they're not that tired if they're not playing a 7-5 track meet in Edmonton. That, I, think it was, 
Was it seven five or was it? It was. Well, I forget what the hell the score was. I think it's seven five, six five with an empty netter. I think, but, um, but but, Death Valley is back, and I don't think anyone, especially the Eastern time, Eastern time zone teams, have to come here play games at ten o'clock their local time, and and have to do one of those two things. It's Death Valley, Great Alberta hockey, and I love it. It it was six three. Six three, yeah. I knew, I they, they were up. High score. They were uh, they are up. I think three to one, and then the Oilers scored five consecutive goals. That, well, then and then then Connor McDavid uh, flew into the boards. Ock really had to go to the dressing room, and, uh, and I I just I, I just I just think he was winded. I think he I, had to get up and walk around. But I'm get up and walk around. I didn't know. There's a 15 second span there where I thought Oilers fans were going to go after every single Penguins player on the ice. So <laughs> it was I was worried or for or or offer to donate whatever injured yeah. body part was needed to get Connor yeah. McDavid back. Going. Cut the, there's they, 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 cut it out right there. They, they love, they love their, they love their team. Yes. They love their team. Uh, moving on Shane. So uh, on the site, we have, we're excited to have a partnership with our friends at Betway. Yeah. And on every home or every uh, flames game day, uh, our friend Shane uh, produces uh, three bets of the day on the site. Uh, he ranks them primary tertiary or primary secondary tertiary bets basically the primary bet being the thing that he feels most revved up about then tertiary secondary eh, a little bit less revved up about tertiary eh, can if you want and then he has some odd bets at the end if that you can sort of just random things that maybe you try about so we figured it's the first week that we've done this and we figured uh we might as well on the pod audit shane's uh performance uh granted, report card you know, Granted, let's be honest here. Let's let's get one thing out of the way. It's sports gambling. You can't control stuff. And one of the things that we've seen from from you know one of the one of the big things about not just gambling but sports gambling is sports are random and chaotic, and that's what makes them fun and also makes them very stressful to bet on. And I imagine Shane, uh, I was going to joke. I'm like, did you should you shave or should you pull your hair your beard hair out? looking at how your performances were Shane had a, a pretty good variation his performances. I'll, I'll run them down in the three games yeah, we'll go a was... game at a time. The Buffalo game. He, uh, he said he bet on an, any, uh, a Lindholm anytime goal. Yep. Lindholm did not score. Yep. He said, uh, Huberto two plus assists. Huberto only had one assist. And he said the flames win the puck line. The flames lost outright by three yep. goals. So they did not hit the puck line. Uh, the Carolina game. He said, uh, Sveshnikov and Kadri, when you just get one point, only Kadri got a point, no points for Sveshnikov. Uh, he said Majapani would get one or more assists. Majapani got zero assists. And he said the Flames would, would register 32 or more shots on goal. They did that. Uh, yeah, 32 on the nose, didn't they? <laughs> 32 on the nose. Yeah. So uh, and then the Pittsburgh game, this is the, this is the one where, where Shane, I think, started feeling the groove a bit. So uh, he had... Cadre uh, for one plus point. Cadre got three points, so he got that. He had Malkin and Cadre each getting a point. Malkin and Cadre both had goals, which are points, so he got he got that. And then he had total shots on goal being uh, thirty or sixty five point five or above. And sixty six. To- they got yeah. So basically, he needed sixty six or higher, and I believe it was sixty eight. Yeah, I was just it was like just it was a smidge. Like- it, it, it was like within three with 12 minutes to go and they finished just two above. And I was like, that's 12 minutes. They had five shots at the end of the game. And I'm like, are you kidding me guys? Our, uh, I, so, uh, uh, Elliot Friedman on the, on the Wednesday edition of 32 thoughts had a comment that, you know, he, uh, 
apparently some uh, you know he he feels bad. I think he's basically he was right. He was telling an anecdote in the in the column and sort of remarked that you know, about how bad he feels for betters who are looking at the shot totals and betting on that and going, no, don't take shots away from the from the thing. Add shots. So I thought that was kind of funny. I thought of Shane when I, I read Elliot's uh, column. Yeah, I'm like, wants- I can. I had this mental image of Shane just sort of with his face pressed up against the screen, be like, three more shots. It was. I was on my couch doing that. I actually was. I have a witness too. So uh, number one thing before I explain my thought processes here is these are my suggestions. I look at the stat. I look at heavy like shot charts and expected goals ratios before I make any of these. I post them to the Betway articles. So if you're interested, there's the charts are there. You don't have to go looking for them. Uh, it's an all-encompassing one, one spot to see, okay, well, this is what's going on. There's hundreds or 200 yeah. bets each game. It's, so, sometimes these things can be, for lack of better terms, stabs in the dark. So yeah. Shane is doing his best to make them Less, less stab, less, less stabby, and less dark. Like I'm trying, trying to, to at least. It, I'm trying to put guesses. a flashlight on the knife. I'm trying to put a flashlight on the knife. If that makes sense, like so, you're not completely stabbing into the dark. You can have kind of like, you could. You're kind of. You're kind of getting an idea. So yeah, it's the flashlight's batteries are running out, but at least there's something there. Um, Lynch, dude, you got Buffalo like you got like seventy games left. You got to get new batteries. The Buffalo game made me so upset because the number one spot buffalo gave up chances was the spot we always see lindholm score from always that spot between the center dead center of the slot and the face-off dot where the puck goes from behind the net right to him and he snipes it and when you looked at the sabers like where they allowed shots from that was heavy tons of shots from there and i was like okay well uh, if any game is going to get this top line going and the top line players going it's going to be this game against this defense, and then Buffalo destroyed them. And I was and like, not, and, not just... well? and that's the randomness of it all. Yeah, like, we're 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 doing Flames bets, and I'm trying to make the Flames centric. So if the Flames lose, odds are my bets aren't going to hit. That's why I throw in Some, sometimes. Shots. Sometimes they're going to lose, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that's why I like to throw in the mixes. No, Sveshnikov, me, man, he had 66% of the expected goals. He's got seven goals on the season and has a point in every single game this year, except the one in Calgary. So damn you, Mr. Sveshnikov. And I'll, I'll just say, say this. I'll just say this. Uh, as someone who, like many of us in sports media, follows the Canes uh, social media channels, I can't hear, I cannot hear the name Sveshnikov. Jordan with- Martinuk. Martin Nuke just shouting Mista Sveshnikov. As an aside, as an aside, completely unrelated to anything. I love Jordan Martin Nuke. He was yeah. he was sort of a like I remember when he was with the Coyotes, people were like, what is this guy? Where is he gonna f- find a niche? What's he doing? He's not a bad player, he just didn't fit in in, in uh, Arizona as much as he does. He's just he's, he's a glue fit, guy in Carolina. They love him. fit the Carolina Hurricanes mm-hmm. like a hand in a glove. It's He's he's a he's a core guy for them, and it's fun to see. So, but he it, ruined your game. Well, th- th- so I was gonna switch gears for the Pittsburgh game, but I was like, no, no, I'm doing the right thing here. So I looked at who the best pen was and was getting the most points and the most expected goals, and it was Malkin. And I'm like, well, and then who else on the Flames right now? And every Flames fan will know the answer immediately. Who else is so hot right now? It's Nazem Kadri. So I picked the two hottest guys, and well. Paid off. 
paid off. And, and uh, first three for three. Uh, I also had my first 0 for three. So like you said, it's it's a spectrum. It's don't a roller coaster. It as, please don't take it as gospel. They're just suggestions. And, uh, you know, please bet. And number one thing, please bet responsibly. Uh, and if there's any issues uh, with gambling, please, uh, I use, I'm going to start posting a, a help section on the on the ad as well. If you need that, please seek it out. Don't don't be as part of the whole Movember campaign, mental health, being able for men to talk about things and women too, whoever's listening. But just uh, don't let it become a problem and and uh, responsibly and have fun doing it because it is fun. When you hit your bets, it is fun. So, And and when you don't, as someone who is bet on ultimate fighting in the past and had things, oh, you, we were talking about, we were talking about last week in the segment, we were talking about uh, parlays. And so oh, yeah. I, I was, I was at a UFC show live. I can't, it was like maybe eight or 10 years ago. And I had a parlay and I was like a four fight parlay and the first three fights hit. And I was all excited. Like what I did for some reason was I bet like four of the fights on their own, like 10 bucks each or something. And then I bet like a parlay and like three of the four fights were underdogs. And the other one was like, one I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I, I have an idea what's going to win. And See, the last the last one I was up. And so I wasn't too bad, but I'm like, Oh man, if fight four wins, I win my parlay and I'm going to go from being up comfortably to up, like buying people drinks all night up. And it did not work out for me because it's a sport that's judged. The judges went split decision to the fighter. I thought, or I bet the, to the fighter. I thought lost and bet against, uh, did me betting against the player. Or the uh, the fighter color my perception probably that's how well, cognitive dissonance works. And I want you've actually brought up something that's actually worthwhile to talk about when when betting. Uh, if you do have a parlay like that and you hit your first three, you can hedge your bet. So so either way, so you know like well if I hit this if if, if fighter A wins, well then I hit my parlay and I win big. See, I case, you can bet place a second bet on fighter B. And it can hedge your losses or add. To your I game. was I was so, in the MGM Garden Grand Arena, and I was nowhere. I was not in a position were... to get up from my seat and run and go place a bet. They no, wouldn't have let me back in. Bet. So no, they would have. I was, kind of, I was See, kind of. That's screwed. why Betway uh, provides uh, this betting app, mobile betting app. So that's why I, I like our partner here. So yeah, well, all I can say is, all I can say is, I, I, yeah, I, I've never been. I watched, I've never watched the fight back because I'm convinced I was right. And I'm convinced the judges had it wrong. Uh, don't you jump. Yeah. I, there's just no, saw there's, fighter, I just there's, saw a fighter tweet that he said, he, well, I don't know. Maybe it's your guy. Someone tweeted out one of the fighters from, I think last weekend was like, I just rewatched the fight and I definitely won. Of course he said that. <laughs> he no, said, he's like, like, I just rewatched like, it. I definitely I, like, won. There's, there's, I mean, there's no good uh, coming of me rewatching fights that i bet on and lost uh i'll just learn to live with the disappointment so uh thank you shane speaking of learning to live with disappointment actually hopefully for flames fans not living with disappointment uh the flames have two games over the next seven days one of them's a big one uh on saturday night uh the flames play the edmonton oilers in the second battle of Alberta of the year uh, of course you might recall the flames beat the edmonton oilers Four to three in the first battle of Alberta of the year up at Edmonton. So this is the rematch. Uh, because of scheduling, they're all done before uh, the new year because scheduling. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a fun game. Um, some of the Oilers Nation crew are coming down for that. So security's already been warned, and we'll see what happens. Um, is uh, is uh, Nation Don coming? I'd love to get. I, I'm going to be there. 
I'm going to be there in the nosebleeds uh, full send. So it's uh, if the nation boys are there listening to this, come find me. We'll, I think uh, they'll, I've, I'm willing to bet they'll have better seats than you. Watch. I'll find them then. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, and then Tuesday, the flames continue their lengthy homestand against the second year Seattle Kraken, uh, Seattle Kraken, no longer with Mark Giordano as their captain. Uh, they, they're an interesting group. They're, Trying to figure Maddie, it out. Maddie Beneers, rookie of the year candidate, uh, hot start to the year. Uh, it's going to be if you're if you're looking for a reason to watch the other team or who to watch on the other team, that's my suggestion. Maddie Beneers, second overall pick from 2021, I believe. Yes, yes. So and uh, I forget what's happening. Is Shane Wright still on the team, or they send him down? He, or is he? They haven't. He's up, sent he's up him and down. down. He's in the. He he's on the team, but he sometimes he doesn't play. If you if if you got sent back, you'd have, your phone would get fifty notifications from every yeah. Canadian sports outlet on the planet. Um, but no, he's still there. He got scratched a couple of times. He only played less than ten minutes a couple of times. Like I, they should just. You don't need to rush these guys to the NHL. Send them back. Let them like you're you're Seattle. You're not like I don't. It's hard to sell to their fans that you're not a contender. But you're brand new. You didn't build like a contender. You didn't play like one last year. Uh, not a big Dave Haxtall fan myself and, and his, how he's, his teams have always functioned. But, I think they're, I think they're still figuring it out. I mean, they had, yeah. they had a bunch of turnover. Like it's, I, I think they, they, I think they're still searching for their identity down in Krakenland, and I hope they find it. Cause like, that's such a fun market. Seattle's got so much, like there's so many good people around their organization, yeah. so many interesting stories and it's they're bound to gel at some point. It just takes time. I mean, the Atlanta flames were not particularly good for like three or four years. And then they got better. Well, they need to get a save too. uh, You can play a strong defensive structure, but if your goaltender doesn't stop the puck at all, which was the problem last year. And they decided to go out and bring Grubauer back, which, okay, he's the guy you paid long-term. And then they went out and got Martin Jones because Dredger's out for the year, I believe. And their other one's Joey Decord. And anyways, none of them, none of them can make, none of them can make a save. How are you, your players are going to lose motivation. If you, if you can't stop Grubauer Jones Decord. And I think Jones is hurt now. I think that's probably why Decord came back. Where's Grubauer hurt? One of Seattle's goalies are hurt. They're rocking an 880 something save percentage, the group of them together. It's just, I, that could have been three days old by now. I I see stuff as it pops up on, I follow some really smart Seattle people, Allison Lucan, especially, I always keep like an eye on what she's saying. And, and, and I'll give a shout out to a friend of the program, Mike Benton, who was, uh, yeah. who was formerly of, uh, he covered the Everett Silver Tips for many years. And then he got the call up to the NHL. So he's covering uh, the Seattle Kraken. So same as is my buddy, Andy Ede, who I did a podcast with covering the Western League for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of good people around there's the organization. Good content around the Seattle fans. So just keep a look. We usually, like, even if you're a Flames fan and you want to get into other things, start with beat writers. Just look for beat writers, people that follow the team around and, and follow them, and you can keep up to date. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Not that we condone gambling or pools, but as someone who likes to sort of keep track of a lot of stuff around the league, if you have a hockey pool with your buddies, even if you don't bet on it, it's such an easy way to sort of have your eye on what's going on. And it's just a natural way of, of getting into those kind of things. And, yeah. you know, then you get to, then you get to brag to your buddies that you won your pool last year. Or I lost did. your pool. So I did win last year. And this year I, I this year my early pick was Gabe Velarde. And so far he has not Grubauer is the injured one. Grubauer is injured. Joan is not injured. Decord is up as the backup. That is my understanding as of right now. That's not good. That's not good. 
Wow. I mean, it's Seattle's still limiting shots too. So like that shouldn't be an easy game for Calgary. Like they should have to work for their opportunities, but if they're, the they're, not stop it, then what are you going to do? It's the national so, hockey league. There are no easy games. Well, it's the top level. Yes. But, Ari- so. Arizona and Chicago right. and Montreal are going to beat a lot of teams this year. We didn't see him last week. So time to play my new game. Do we see Vladar this week? Pike. What this week? Think? Do we? Yeah. He's supposed to play one game well, a week. He'll he play, play one of the next two games, I imagine. Probably Seattle. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to him playing Edmonton again. I yeah. know there's a lot of talk about there about the narrative around Markstrom and the Oilers, but I'm like, he did really good in Edmonton. Just it works. Yeah. Play him again. Yeah. He's we'll see. earned it. He's we'll a great see. training camp, and he's they just re-signed him. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about last week. But I mean, they just they honestly have the confidence in him. They have no shortage of confidence in him, but I think they also want to get the mojo going for their starter. And he looked good he against uh, Pittsburgh and for a good chunk of the Carolina game. Yeah. It's been two years without me having to wait more than one day between games. So I'm not used to this layover here. Like this actual, like, Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait until November where you're just, there's going to be just too many games, but that's, that's the best. That keeps me busy. That keeps me on my toes. It's and this- 5 p.m. starts, folks. Once we get in November, Eastern road trips, when they're going to knock out most of their 5 p.m. starts of the year. So if you want to have supper games, those are the games to have. Yeah, that's reading week for me. They, they schedule get some get some pizza on the way home and just have have some pizza, have some beer. Maybe you get DoorDash yeah. to deliver something for you so that you can go straight home. Have DoorDash meet you at home, and then you're you're boom. You got dinner taken care of, and the game started. And then when the game's over, you can pour yourself a uh, Rupert's whiskey and uh, call yourself a night. Precisely. Flame Station Radio is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, including but not limited to Betway, DoorDash, and Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, please, please, please make sure that you uh, catch all our content wherever you can find it. Uh, if you uh, consume this podcast as a podcast, you can also catch uh, burn burner on your podcatchers as well as the shutdown in flames podcast on anywhere you get your podcast google amazon spotify uh every other thing there's too many too damn many of them but there's no shortage of places to find it you can also catch all of our great web uh all of our great video content on video where you can get shane's sweet 80s porn star look uh for the month of november or maybe longer uh you can also catch pat steinberg on flames nation live the shot down in flames crew in all of their various states of disheveledness and Audie looking like a goddamn professional because Audie's just a professional man. Uh, and of course the opposite of professional men, the barn burner group. Uh, love we love them. We love them. I saw Boomer when I was in the office uh, last week. I like how Rhett he's just a great man. I like how Rhett keeps adding to his office. Like every day he adds something new and he's like, Hey, hey guys, hey. Do you guys like this. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Rhett Warner, is that he wore number 44. There's two things I know about Rhett Warner is that he's a goddamn pro and he's going to add to his background where our backgrounds are remain very stagnant for months. And apparently he used to eat double his weight from the Bonton meat market. Like <laughs> that was all awesome. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to tell people catch, how to live. catch all that on the barn burner. As uh, if you're listening to this, you you should definitely listen to that too. So. Yeah. If you, if you want to catch our stuff, uh, best, best advice, subscribe to the nation network, YouTube channel. It'll give you notifications anytime something new is live or uploaded and you could ignore all the non flames content. Uh, and if you want to get the flames content directly in your browser, I uh, highly recommend 
go down to playlists and find the Flames Nation playlist and bookmark that. And that way you just go to the bookmark and it'll just have all the stuff in uh, in order of newest to oldest. So if you want to catch up and you have some spare time, maybe you want to have something playing in the background of the office when you're uh, pretending to work, uh, throw on your headphones, put it in a little browser corner and boom, you're all set to get ready for game days. That'll do it for us on Flame Station Radio. We'll catch you guys in a week. Uh, have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 